Hello, this is the commander of the Quirky Club, Izzy Shaw, and you're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. This is the hitman for hire, Mr. Grimm, and I'm on Wrestling with Entertainment. And if you don't listen to Wrestling Entertainment, you're getting bodied. Hey, you guys, this is the Brazilian Wonder Woman, Christy James, and you're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling with Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Wednesday on YouTube and Taskbox sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, James J. Alongside Coleco Yatsu, who is not here tonight, but who is always here, Scooter Dust. My New Year's resolution was to procrastinate less, but I decided to do it later. And it's a great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with... The Brazilian Wonder Woman, Christy James! Hey, you guys. Hi, how are you, Christy? I am doing very well. How are you guys doing? <clears throat> very good, thank you. Problems? Uh, pretty good. Good. Can you tell us what you got coming up next? Yeah, I do. So on the 14th, um, on this Friday, actually, I will be wrestling in Minneapolis for um, Ironheart Pro Wrestling. A very good friend of mine runs that, Caitlin Diamond. I don't, I'm sure most of you guys have heard of her. So I will be there and then I will be jetting off to Denver, Colorado for the very well-known promotion of Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling. I'll be there on the 15th and on the 16th, so you guys can catch me um, on both of those. Rocky Mountain Pro does stream all their events on Twitch. Um, so you can catch them at Rocky Mountain Pro on Twitch and then um, uh, Ironheart Pro Wrestling. If you guys happen to be in Minneapolis, it will be at um, the Poorhouse, which I believe is a bar. Um, it's 21 and over. Yes, it is. It's on 10 South 5th Street, um, number 11. And it's called the Poor House. That is in Minneapolis on the 14th. And then uh, Rocky Mountain Pro for the 15th and 16th. And you can catch that on Twitch. Um, and then I'm doing Dive Wrestling, which is a local promotion in Utah. It's up in Roy. Uh, they do stream some of their stuff on Twitch. If not, you can follow them on Instagram. I kind of helped start that promotion a year ago. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. And then I will be at uh, a few other promotions throughout the year. 
and know that you just got a uh, book for uh, CFU as well. Yeah, I did. I did. I will be there in March. I mean, I have my whole schedule for the year kind of laid out for me, but I don't oh, wow. think you guys wanted the whole schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, of all the, I want to know is, do you have your corner man and do you know the rules of uh, FCU? Because there yeah. has been issues with other participants in that um, in that uh, promotion. Right. So uh, I believe the rule of the game is to win. Um, so that's what I'm going in there winning. And then, yeah, I don't know quite who my corner man is, but uh, I'm going for Allison as a Ooh. corner man of mine or <laughs> Masha. Uh, as my corner man, <laughs> or I'm going for Lady Frost, honey. I'm going for the top three best women there right now. That's that's who I'm going for. I I told you the goal at CFU is to win. That is the rule. You yes. go in there winning. Um. So what better way to start it with having one of those three women in my corner, right? Absolutely. And, uh, of course, what can we find you on social media? Uh, you guys can – so uh, I actually have a link tree. I don't know why I didn't know about this sooner. So a link tree is one link that people can go on, and it's linkt.re forward slash Christy. Christ with an I at the end of it, Janes, J-A-Y-N-E-S. And it actually has the links to all my social media. Um, so yeah, my Instagram, Christy Janes, is actually TM'd. It's trademarked. So if you go to any other one, it's not going to be me, just so you know. Um, and it's very simple. It's just my name for everything. Even my Twitch is on there so yeah if you guys definitely just want to throw up my link tree link people can click on there and all they have to do is click the buttons and it'll take them right to each one of my social medias oh absolutely and the uh the, your link tree will be in the description of the video below but on youtube and castbox awesome uh, now you've been working for Sat Wrestling Entertainment and CCW as of late. Can you tell us about your relationships with those companies? Um, so I worked one time for CCW, and I believe we're talking about the new all-women's promotion CCW, yeah. or are we talking about Coastal Championship Wrestling? Uh, no, the new one. The new one. Yeah, so I've worked one time with them. Um, it's been wonderful. They are a really good promotion to work for. Everyone there is very eager to get the promotion off the ground um, and to kind of just help each other. So, yeah, it was a great, uh, definitely really good. All right. Uh, Scooter, you have a question. Yeah, first off, I just want to mention uh, uh, you said Roy... Utah. I spent a good deal of time up in Logan, which is uh, only in an hour away. Utah um, State University. Yep. 
Uh, My sister I, went there. Did you go to school I, there? I I did not. My uh, I I had an ex that uh went there. Oh, okay. Um, and I just had a last thought. I had an I I had something else in my mind and uh, <laughs> sorry I, I i um you know what yeah it'll come back <laughs> back to me eventually there okay. are two things that 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 run a pattern through your career and uh all your matches that's titles and opponents slash partners now take us back to your first title victory which i believe was ihwe's queen of the ring in just over two months after your first match you're competing for a title how did that feel going into that give us your mindset if you will yeah, so IHWE wasn't my very first title, just oh. so you guys know. I used to wrestle under the name of Christy Vavoom. Mm. And Christy Vavoom won a title, but she didn't really win it. Um, actually, Victoria won it. Victoria Gonzalez, you guys know her on NXT right now as the women's champion um she won it for me and i kind of she just kind of gave it to me <laughs> so, so it's like an andrew was... johnson <laughs> yeah she pulled it on oh, hi hi that was my very first one but um and then my second title win was actually in mexico under the name of christy james yes that was um my very first title win my very first USA title win was IHWE. You're correct. Um, it was awesome. I won against Jessica James. And in Texas, Jessica James is a legend. She is kind of like what people know her by now, Ember Moon, Athena. Athena and Jessica James trained together. They kind of came up together. They're both amazing wrestlers obviously ember moon or as most people know her on the indies by athena went on to nxt and wwe jessica james i thought for a while retired and then she just appeared on the scene at aew which i'm so proud of her i'm so excited for her because she's an amazing wrestler so it was um it was a lot on my shoulders but unfortunately i only defended it two or three times there and the company went under so that was the unfortunate thing um and yeah it was it was really it was great it was a lot for somebody that was just coming into the scene in america to to win right because whenever you become a champion of a company they put a lot of faith in you and um it can be a lot of pressure so especially um winning it from somebody like jessica james so what you're saying is you never lost the championship so you are still the champion correct yeah, I think they came back later and then they had like a, 
around Robin or something like that. And then they gave somebody else the championship. I don't know if it's the same people that run it or the same people that own it. I have no idea. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know. I could be, or they could have <laughs> came back or sold it and um, gave it to somebody else. I have no idea. I, uh, from my research, they are apparently still active. And just a quick, uh, quick little side note, James, the ta their tag team champions are two of our uh, uh, guests, or maybe one, and I'm not remembering this right, Bam Bam Malone and Jackson Stone. Oh, Love really? Wow, okay. <laughs> Well, I think uh, yeah. you're. It's time you pay them a visit and get your belt back. You no, know? <laughs> right? I will definitely. Uh, Bam Bam's a really good friend of mine, so I will definitely hit him up. There is an IHWE in California, though, too, and people get both of them confused because the same owner owned both of those companies. And then he sold the one in California to somebody else. Mm. I know that. Mm. So somebody else owns that IHWE now. But Dave Fuller still owns the one in Texas. Uh, he did when I was there. So if he still owns it, then yeah. All right. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess we'll all have to find out. Now, uh, you did a couple of shots with AEW. Which uh, yeah. capped off with a win over uh, Kaylin King. Uh, what yeah. Tell us about that, specifically that match, because it was a match between two uncontracted wrestlers from AEW. Uh, mm -hmm. And when did you know that you was going over? So anything you could tell us about that? Uh, I found. Oh, it was it was really interesting because everyone has their own point of view on it, right? And my point of view was kind of like I was first off super excited to wrestle her. And her and I had a bunch of stuff planned and it just didn't work out that way. Um and then I found doubt I was going over like as it was happening. So a lot of it, and that's the thing, right? Um, sometimes, <laughs> how do I say this without getting in trouble? Um, it was a great match. Kylan is awesome. When we had our match at CCW, that was her and I, 100%, no politics at all. Everything was taken out of that match. It was just legit everything that her and I wanted to do. And the match was amazing. Um, our match on AEW was a good match. I think if it was left to just her and I put it together, it could have been definitely um, even better. Um, but it was it was what it was. And TV is very... It's very... Um, like every little thing is has to be like planned because the camera needs to know where to go and you know they have to make sure they get all the right angles and everything has to be like 100% like perfect um 
So yeah, it was like, I love working with Kylan and I would love to work with her more definitely. So that's all I can say. <laughs> all right. Uh, Scooter, you have a question. Now, going back to my original thing, the other pattern throughout your career is opponents and partners. You've had a who's who of opponents and partners, and I'm going to leave two names off this list. First is Allison Kay. Second one, I'm not going to say because James is going to ask you about that, but the names, Camille, Bianca Corelli, Deanna Parazzo, Sky Blue, Jody Threat, Miranda Gordy, Rachel... Rachel Ellering, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Shotzi Blackheart. That is a hell of a career. Who has been your favorite opponent so far and favorite partner? Um, I don't know if I can say, first off, you left out a bunch of amazing opponents I have had in Mexico. Like, unbelievable opponents which if people in america even gave the time of day for these women they would definitely supersede anything you've ever seen on tv uh they are contracted with AAA, but like they definitely should get their shots in america um they're amazing lady maravilla chica tormenta um flamer you know pretty much hata um and my favorite uh is kata kata is amazing she is absolutely amazing they're all masked and i guess the biggest problem wwe did bring in chica tormenta and the problem they had with her is that she refused to take off her mask even for um, when she was there for her tryout. All these women refused to take off their mask when they were there for their tryout. And that is the problem with why I think some of them didn't get signed. They have all had a tryout, but all of them have refused to take off the mask. Most people, even though the veil has been pulled back from professional wrestling, um, people still need to respect the culture and customs of Mexico and they hold their mask and their identities very close to their heart. Um, and I feel like if WWE and AEW would definitely respect that, I think these women, they definitely have gold mines with all these women. They are probably my favorite opponents um, and they have been my most difficult opponents every one of those women in Mexico. Um, and I still learn from every one of them to this day. And I think American women can definitely learn from them too. Um, so yeah, they, those have been like my greatest opponents have been them. Uh, the one, the people that come close to them is definitely uh, Jazz. Um, Io Shirai, Kyrie Hojo, or Kyrie San, whatever you guys want to call her, <laughs> whatever WWE has inflated her name to be. Same, I believe. Um, yeah, and Bito, 
people uh, don't know Beto, a lot of people should know her. She was from Stardom. Her and Kyrie were tag champions at Stardom. And um, yeah, so those are my greatest opponents. And as far as tag team partner goes, I'm not quite sure. Because every one of those tag partners have added something different to, like, their styles are all so different. And so every match I have with every single one of them have been extremely different. So I think I couldn't choose one of them. Okay. But does that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. And I am so glad you gave us so many different names because one thing we love to do here is expand our listeners knowledge so i am i am very very pleased with that answer not that you have to please anybody but um, (laughs) but uh if it comes back around there is a certain partner i do want to ask about uh okay I i believe we are being joined yes Something that pleases me very much is our other co-host, Kaliko Yats, is here. Oh, hello. Yai, como está? Tomei, você? That's about as far as I go. I go there oh. and beleza. I know that. Beleza. Here's okay. another word for you. Here's another word for you. Manera. Manera. Manera is like... Cool, you know, and you do the little like hang loose sign. You're like manera, or you say valeo. Valeo is like that was worth it, right? And you do the hang loose sign. So- that was worth <laughs> everything I thought it would be because I had a Portuguese roommate. He taught me if he didn't teach me nothing else, those two things stuck out like sort of. But those are great. They're great ones to know. I mean, most people teach all the swear words and the bad stuff. That's what I teach my nieces and nephews. Um, Oh, then I'm all in your DMs. You need to teach me some bad words. (laughs) Teach me some swear words. Right. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Well, Kaliko, put all your into the file. You have a question. I mean, I do, but I kind of feel like Scooter kind of elaborated on it. Because the one thing that when it comes to, and, and it's more about in line with your heritage, because when you think of Brazil, you really, you think, like, one of the things most people think of is MMA, me. of course, because, you know. No, you tell know, me, they, what do you think of when, you, when people say Brazil? What's the first thing that oh. jumps in your head? Well, to me... Honestly, I love the culture because I'm I'm that type in the thought processing. But the average person, I I would guess, would think MMA because it has a such Brazil has a a huge influence because it's it's rich. It's basically one of the foundations with Brazilian jiu-jitsu in MMA, with with the exception of wrestling. Me personally, I follow basketball. But if, and you're, I not, used to... but if you're not into fighting or anything like that, right. if somebody says, if you're not hey, into fighting, Brazil, what do you think? Oh, everybody thinks carnival. There yeah. you go. And that's yeah. why my gimmick is so relatable to everyone, hands down, is because my entrance is carnival. I do our national dance, the samba. 
I come out with the big feathers. Everyone relates to that. It doesn't matter if they've seen wrestling or not. If they turn it on and watch this girl coming down in a Brazilian flag outfit with the feathers and dancing, they're going to be like, is this carnival? They're going to think, oh, this girl's from Brazil. Oh, great. She really is Brazilian. I mean, it could be a Kofi Kingston situation. Because I was wanting to get get to that. Like, the importance of you representing your heritage. Because the last thing people think of in Brazil is wrestling. And that's why I was like, okay, Mexico, of course, they have the rich. Yes. With some of your influences in, in Brazil that were... That got you the itch for wrestling. So I, I'm, I've said this a million times. Everyone has heard this on every single podcast. Um, so wrestling in Brazil is called Luta Livre. It's kind of like Lucha Libre, but it's called Luta. Luta means fight. Livre means free, like a free form fight, right? Yes. Um, so that's that's what we call wrestling in brazil in portuguese um and when i came to america i used to live my family lived in this hut pretty much in the back it was like a pool house there was four hammocks there was a recliner and a single bed that um my grandma slept on and my mom slept on the recliner and we had a pedestal sink with like a stand-up shower in the corner and we used to clean this elderly couple's house and they would let us eat inside and hang out for a few seconds but they'd go to bed rather early and we would all be shuttled off to bed and I would sneak into the main house that's what I call it the main house um and I would turn on the tube, and I call it the tube because they were so old, it was a clicker. Like, it literally clicked to turn the knobs. And yeah. wrestling would be on. Raw would be on. And I had no idea what these people were saying because I did not speak English when I came to America. Um, but I can feel the emotion and the passion and my mother would come in and she'd turn it off. So I always knew about professional wrestling. Um, and WWE did a wonderful job of branding professional wrestling because whenever somebody says professional wrestling, people say, Oh, WWE, obviously there's a hundred different promotions out there, you know, but they did that wonderful job of rest of, branding it so people automatically associate their name with it um and then as I got older I did not fit in because you know I looked and smelled different and I had a really strong accent because I was still learning English um and my mom told me to join a sports team for the camaraderie and I'd make friends and I hated everyone because they were so mean to me but when I looked at the list of sports I could join I saw wrestling and I thought they were going to teach me <laughs> how to suplex and body slam people well they did teach me how to suplex people but not in the same way they do in professional wrestling so I signed up and the school said no 
And I went home and I told my mom, hey, I tried to sign up. And they said no. And she goes, what do you mean they said no? And I said, yeah, I signed up for wrestling. And she got really upset. She's like, why don't you sign up for dance or cheerleading? And I'm like, no, no, you told me to choose one for camaraderie. And I chose wrestling. I did what you said. And they won't let me join. And my mother went to the school. She went to the principal. And she said, this discrimination. Just because she's a girl, she can't join the wrestling team. And they said, fine. Well, they had to give me my own locker room. They gave me, um, they pretty much had to open the women's locker room. And then from there, I joined hockey. And we had the same thing with the hockey team. They said, no, the girls never played on the boys hockey team. And my mother went to the district that time for that one. And the swim team was always co-ed, so I was always able to join it. Um, but then the football team, I went and joined the football team. And they were pissed because and all the, the boys' fathers were pissed because they were like, whatever, make her a kicker. And I'm like, no, nah, I want to be a tight end. I can run faster than these boys, and I can catch better than most of them. So then... That This is how I got into wrestling, honestly, you guys. It started off with me just joining sports teams that I knew would say no to me so I could show them how I was going to turn their no's into yeses. And then I went to college and I got out of the whole sports thing and um, I ended up in the hospital and the doctors didn't know what caused the bleeding in my liver and they didn't know how to stop it. And they told my mom I had a 50-50 chance of living. Oh my God. And I was in the ICU for seven days and I don't remember much of it, but my mom said that she told me I could, you know, what I, did I wanna do with my life? Cause I did everything I was supposed to. And she, I was like, I don't know. And she said, you've always liked sports. My grandmother, so when I got released from the hospital, I went home. My grandma lived with me. The same grandma that came to America lived with me. But at the time, she had dementia. So she would be in and out of it. And we were watching AAA on TV. We were actually watching Taya, um, Taya Valkyrie on TV and my grandmother turned to me and she said, you could do that, Christy. And without thinking about it, I looked at her and I said, I love my grandma. Sorry, I'm going to start crying because she literally died three months after this. Um, Sorry for your loss. loss. This this was seven years ago, you guys. (laughs) So, or actually more than seven. Um, But anyways, I went, I can't do that. And she goes, yeah, Christy, you can. You can do exactly what they're doing. And um, I went, Grandma, you remember me? And she turns and looks at me and she goes, what are you talking about? Who are you? What? Where am I? Like she literally thought she was going to, to go dancing. Anyways, three months later, my grandmother died. Um, I enrolled in a wrestling school in Pflugerville, Texas. Um, under the direction of George Deleiza, Mr. Mexico 2. 
And then he sent me to Mexico to train Lucha Libre, which is nothing like American style wrestling. So there you go. That was such a long story. And that's <laughs> why we do this podcast is for those stories right yeah. there. Those stories. Yeah. You, you answered my, one of my questions about, about uh, your gear and how important it is uh, that it represents you not as, not as, not really as a gimmick, but as a person. As yeah, it, it represents more your heritage than anything, and I think I think that's just incredible. Yeah, it's it's great. I I love it. Um, I first started off doing the comic book stuff. Well, first I started off being Christy Vaboom, and then I transitioned into the comic book girl because I I do like superheroes. I've always looked up to my mom as like my Wonder Woman. Like she came to America with four kids and her mother and. My mom's a doctor now. Um, So to me, it was kind of like, she's my Wonder Woman, right? So I went into it as Wonder Woman. And I was like, oh, Wonder Woman is is an Amazonian princess. People that don't know comic books think Amazonians only come from the Amazon, but that's not true. Amazonians come from Tuscara, which we all know now because of the Wonder Woman movies, Uh, (laughs) but they associate it with Manaus and Manaus is the capital of the Amazon. My aunt is from Manaus. She is an actual Indian from Manaus. So she's the Indian princess, like literally like, and then I was like, oh, fine. I'll be the Brazilian Wonder Woman, right? That works which I got it trademarked and now DC comics is coming out with a movie called the Brazilian wonder woman, which don't ask me how that's working in litigations and stuff. Cause we'll figure it out. Um, Score. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I know. Well, let's see. They have a lot of money. <laughs> hey, I mean, I will say though, with, all of that, and it's so inspiring. It's nice to know that when someone signed up for high school wrestling, that they thought it was actual wrestling too. Because I, I feel that I, I felt that in my soul. Because when <laughs> they showed up, Matt, I was like, "Wait, where's the top rope?" So I feel you on that. <laughs> so yeah, I was mad. I was mad, like mad, big mad. Oh so- yeah, like hoodwinked. I've been bamboozled. <laughs> Exactly. So, I was. I was totally bamboozled. So with the Brazilian Wonder Woman movie coming out, uh, I mean, how however that goes, could we see you in that movie? Possibly? Probably not. I don't think so. They've already started filming on it. I forget wow. I forget who they got to play in it. I believe um I believe it's gonna fit in line with the uh CW universe uh so it's a show it's a tv show not a a movie i thought it was a movie because i thought they got rid of uh what's her name um i I believe you you're referring to wonder girl or yara floor uh is the the uh brazilian wonder woman um because they got rid of Gail Gadot. Like, they literally got rid of her. Really? 
Yeah, people people were up in arms about it. They were like, oh, it's a racist movement. They don't like her because she's from the Middle East. And it's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's because they're moving towards the Brazilian Wonder Woman and they want a Brazilian to play Brazilian Wonder Woman. Kind of like how Brad Pitt played the Egyptian. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. Here we go. So, uh, but it's not even that. It's like, look how many Spider-Mans we've had, and they've all been different. Look how many Batmans we've had over the years, and they've all been different, right? Like, come on. Oh, yeah, I'm on your I'm on your side. I'm just, you know. I don't think any of this has to be because of, you know, because it, they're being discriminatory. I don't think that's it at all. I don't know. Maybe they know something I don't know. <laughs> well, one thing that you mentioned, and this is a follow-up question, was uh, Taya Valkyrie. Uh, and you've actually competed against Taya. What did that yeah, kind of mean? Match. What did that kind of mean to you to, you know, her being the one that kind of was the catalyst to you coming into wrestling and then sharing the ring with her? Um, it was really cool for me, and I had a dumb moment um, before our match, so I feel really stupid, so I'm sure she thinks I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> she's super nice, though. I've talked to her after that, but yeah, it was that one time. I wish I could have a singles match against her, um, but she's like super super cool. It meant a lot to me, because it was kind of like, wow, i I've seen you on TV. I definitely, um, my grandmother was like, oh yeah, you could totally do this because of you. Like, it's great. And it was really cool too, because she trained in Mexico and she trained under some of the people that I've trained under, which is really cool. Like Phoenix trained her, Daga trained her, and both of them have trained me. So it's, it's really cool to be able to kind of, you know, do what she did, not as much as move completely down there like she did, but definitely um, do some of the stuff she did. Oh. Now, you also wrestled uh, in England uh, against uh, Soraya Knight uh, very early yep. in your career. Uh, what did you learn from that experience? What did I learn from that? Just because they say something doesn't mean they're going to do it in the match. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and also I learned that, yeah, I can do all this great acrobatic stuff, but sometimes my true raw nitty gritty, um, reaction to things and brawling is better than, than the whole high flying thing. All right. Uh, Scooter, you have a question. Yes. Now, you've wrestled in, building on uh, your time in the UK, you've wrestled in three of the five countries in the pro wrestling pentaverite. Mexico, Japan, the UK, I, I should say four, and the US. Uh... That leaves one remaining. Any hopeful future plans on maybe wrestling in Canada? 
You know, um, yes, and I've talked to a promotion up there. The problem that they're having is the best with COVID. Yeah, there you go. It's that COVID thing. And they're not fully opened yet. So because they're not fully opened yet, they can't have the full amount of um, seats filled, right? So they can't have like max audience, max max capacity so it makes flying you in and stuff like that very hard right now all right yeah and i mean you are uh you know uh very proud of your heritage of uh brazil have you ever considered uh, uh going back there to perform in russia um there is one company I know of. It's called BWF. But whenever I go back to Brazil, I go back there to visit my family. And uh, it's, I mean, yes, I would go back there. But most of the time when I go there, I go for fun and to visit family. So it's never really crossed my mind. All right. Uh, Kaliko, you have a question. Indeed I do. Because I actually, prior to this, I was already following you, which is crazy. And But there was one match that, in particular, that drew my ire and just had me, like, foaming at the mouth of, like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see this match. And it was the triple threat match you had with Sky Blue and Allison K. And the reason being because I've just felt like that it was like three totally different styles. Yeah. And, and it was just such, it was such a great match because the styles made the fight, especially with Allison being more MMA based. So I just wanted to know your thoughts on that match and, and the chaotic ending of it. Cause to me, it was like, Oh my gosh, she was so close to get so far. I was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was robbed, like, <laughs> and this is why Sky Blue is no longer my tag partner, because I was literally robbed every time I'm in a match from her. I always have to save her. Like She literally gets herself in the weirdest predicaments with the weirdest people. She's always starting trouble with them, and I am just like, why? Like I'm a super nice person, and I was always saving her. And again, I got robbed. Just saying. The follow up with that. Uh, talk about Allison, because I always felt like that, that you two would have been a great one on one, because of course you're high flying style versus a grounded map person. Uh, just elaborate on what you liked about her style and how I felt like it was a complimentary thing there going. I felt like you guys could have really did a one-on-one and tore the house down. Yeah, I still, uh, I think I have opportunities to wrestle her for sure at AEW Pro. She still wrestles for them in there. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'll still get a one-on-one with her. Um, she's, I think, I think she's a great wrestler. Um, personally, I think she's a great entertainer too. I love her entrance music. Like who doesn't love gangsters paradise? 
Um, <laughs> right? Like, right. Yeah, and Chris music <laughs> is the best. And I mean, I'm a huge, like, fan of her whole, like, pinkies up thing. Um, I think it's great. I think she has some great ideas. Um, I would definitely love to have a one-on-one match with her. Um, like a legit professional wrestling match. I don't want to step into an MMA ring with her. Um, yeah, I'm not about to die. <laughs> so I, yeah, give it up to that girl. Props, big props for her. So, yeah, I think I definitely feel like our back and forth dynamic would work. I think I'm a little more crazy when it comes to her style, right? And I think, like, I, she would definitely rein me back on some things that I would throw out there to her, and she'd probably be like, no. <laughs> like, you're nuts, <laughs> you know? So, but I feel like we could definitely have a great match, and I, I definitely think we probably will have a match at AW one-on-one. <laughs> And I gotta see who got the ba- the bigger peacocks because y- y'all both they both y'all both come out with the feather. She doesn't the- at AAW Pro. She does not come out with the feathers there. What you gotta you gotta make her do it because that <laughs> I feel like that would just be like the showmanship of showmanship. You right. guys are peacocks. You gotta let fly on this one. Right. Whatever. She probably just punch me and KO me right there. There <laughs> were. <laughs> You ranked 110 on PWI's top 200 women's list. Uh, what did yeah. it mean to you to get on that list? I thought it was cool. Um, I thought it was super cool. Like, I've always wanted to be on it. It kind of threw me for a loop, though, when I saw somebody that was, like, in the top 50 that had never had a wrestling match, though. I was like, wait, what's going on here? Uh, Yeah. And then I won't mention any names. But she's on there. And, I mean, I think she's had a match now. But she didn't at the time. So it was really weird. Uh, I was like, (laughs) wait, is this a typo? So that was the only thing that threw me for a loop. But, you know, growing up and reading the PWI and waiting for it to come out, you always were like, ooh, who's going to be on there? Because it was, it gave you the feeling that the people were on there were always like the best, the greatest, you know? Um, And I think more and more they have more foreigners on there, more people from like Japan on there, you know, and some people from Mexico, uh, which I think it's awesome because everyone looks for that PWI. Everyone looks to be on it. Um, so it was cool to be 110 on there. Uh, Kylan King was 111. Uh, so she was right behind me. Followed <laughs> up, honey. She's always following me up. I'm telling you. She's always riding my coattails. So, yeah, <laughs> I love that girl. She's going to hear this and she's going to be like, I love you, Christy. I'm going to kill you next time I see you. <laughs> no, she's great. Um, I mean, PWI Insider is a, a personal opinion. You know, it. I try like every time I'm not in it or I'm not on it or people don't even notice. It's just like you have to tell yourself uh, we live in an entertainment world, right? And wrestling is very subjective. And if you allow 
people to tell you where you fit in or where you belong or to rate what you're worth, uh, your mental illness will definitely take a hit. But it does feel great to be on it. I'm not lying. Uh, it does. It, it definitely boosts your self-esteem. But every year I wasn't on it, you know, I just had to remind myself this is just somebody's personal opinion. This isn't like a collective of what everybody thinks, because if it was, you know, if only people that were on PWI were ever booked, like I wouldn't have been booked till this year, you know, and I've worked for some major companies and have never been on there. So like for people listening to this that are actually just starting off, I do want to tell you guys like it's cool to be on there. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. But if you're not on there, don't go beat yourself up and tell yourself you're the world's worst wrestler because wrestling is definitely subjective and it's, you know, a collective, like what five, 10 people that sit on the board that decide who's really going to be on there or not. I'm a very real person. If you guys haven't noticed. Oh, no, we love it. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, a lot of people, whenever I get on their podcast, some of them are like, that's too much. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm just, I'm me. Like, I don't really have a malicious bone in my body, you know, but I'm also not going to lie. No, I mean, we, like I said, we're all about the stories here. And we want to, yeah. we're here to listen to your, you know, your experiences and your opinions and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's our beleza. A beleza. <laughs> beleza. Beleza. I knew I could get it in there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Scooter, you have a question. Yes. Now, throughout your uh, your time in Mexico, I have to assume that some of the most enjoyable matches you've had are the matches where you tagged with many luchadors. Can you please tell us if there is any difference in tagging with a mini luchador as opposed to a, a typical luchador? Oh, I shouldn't use typical as a... Uh, a, a normal size wrestler <laughs> opposed to a mini. It's fine. Uh, no, there isn't at all, actually. There is no difference. Um, yeah. Uh, the matches I have had with minis and the matches I have had with um, a regular height luchador um, have... It's literally the same. It's just the stories are different. And what, and I know people in America are like, there's no story in Lucha. There is. Mm -hmm. um, it's just said differently. And you have to be definitely, you have to be raised around those stories to understand them. That's the other thing. To understand Lucha, you literally have to be around that story. Um, it's not most lucha stories are longevity they're not just like a three-week storyline or a, a four-month storyline or even a year storyline some of these storylines drag on for years and years and years 
Um, but there is a story in every Lucha match. I promise you that. Um, so it's there. it just depends what the story is. Um, but yeah, they, it's, it's pretty normal. Um, yeah, I guess the only difference would be basing, right? So the minis can base for the regular size guys. It just depends on what the move set is. But yeah, there it's the it's the same. I didn't really see a big difference. My favorite matches were with the luchadoras. Everyone's always like, "Oh, I hate scrambles or I hate like four ways or three ways." And I love them. They're my favorite. They're my absolute favorite. I love them. Every time I go to a promotion, they're like, oh, you have a one-on-one. I'm all, really? Or whenever they're like, oh, you guys are having like a four-way or a three-way. Everyone's like, every, all the girls go, oh, I hate these. I'm all, really? I love them. <laughs> like, I love them. They're my favorite. So. All right. Uh, Calico, you have a question. Yeah, it's more cultural because you were in Mexico. And the one thing I, I noticed about Portuguese, how come Portuguese can can dissect Spanish, but Spanish can't dissect Portuguese? I swear to God, that was like the most mind-blowing thing ever when I found that out. Yeah. It was just, it just was like that. That's I think where Portu Portuguese is an underrated language because Spanish is like one of the top five languages most people try to learn. And and the fact that you could just pick it up just like that, but yet when you speak Portuguese, they're like, huh? And I bet you when you did that in Mexico, it was like, what the hell? <laughs> so interesting fact, um, some of the, some of the luchadors and some people in Mexico can understand me when I speak Portuguese. Nice. And the reason why, and this is what they've said when I've asked them, why is it that you can understand me, but these people can't, is because they take the time to listen. Spanish is very fast. Very, very, very fast. It's a very it is. fast it is. language. And they told me it's because we listen. And they don't. And they don't care to. And so that's why it's so hard. This is why I've been able to have matches with Sajika, with, um, you know, a lot of different luchadors and luchadoras. Um, some of them speak English. Most of them don't. Sajika doesn't speak a, le a lick of English, you know, and I can under, especially in a match when a lot of stuff's going on, I just listen. I can listen more to them and understand them quicker than they can me. And I used to be able to speak really good Spanish when I was speaking it all the time. Um, like all the time it was, my Spanish was really, really good. Um, but now because of COVID, I haven't been able to go down there as much. My Spanish is not very good at all. See, I think that would be a big advantage for you when you're like if you're in the States and you're fighting someone of a of a different dialect who can pick up where you're saying, because the mm -hmm. one thing I feel that most American fans are too busy doing is trying to figure out trying to over dissect the match. And, oh, she's calling spots. And I feel like with with you speaking Portuguese and you pick up with somebody, they can't really tell whether you're you, you see 
what I'm saying? Like they can't yeah. really dissect that 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 part, and it kind of makes them. It kind of forces them to have to enjoy the match mm-hmm. rather than trying to pick up on what's being called or what spots being called, yeah. especially for American wrestling fans. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> all I know, I mean, they don't really, you know, no one really in America speaks another language. They just speak English. You you actually beat Sue Young in her undead bride form. Oh my gosh. That was crazy. Can, can you tell us about that match and that experience? Uh, so I look up to Sue Young a lot, dude. I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I panicked. I totally panicked. I was in, man, our matches at ACW, if you guys look it up on YouTube, yes. our matches at Anarchy Championship Wrestling were freaking, I mean, they were good on YouTube, but to be there and to feel our energy, it was wild. Everyone, even the promoter to this day, he's like, those matches with her and your match with uh, Sage and your matches with, um, and your hardcore matches there were insane i had a match with um oh man what's his name Mm-mm-mm-mm. i want to call him steven but that's not his name kurt stallion mm. there right before he got signed i think i was the second to last match before he got signed or no he was signed but i was the second to last match he was able to do on the indies and yeah it was amazing. He still tells me he's like that was one of my favorite matches we had. Like it was, it was great. Like absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, my ACW run was awesome. If you guys want to see like great matches of Christy Jane's, just Google Anarchy Championship Wrestling in Austin, Texas. I don't know if every one of my matches are up there. But, like, you can watch the transition of me over the years. Like, definitely watch the transitions. Um, I don't think every match is put up there, but a lot of them are. I had a prom dress match against Allie, and it's outside venue in a bar, and it started raining, and mm. it was awesome. We used the canvas as a slip and slide, like, it was great. It was really, really good. Like my funnest matches were there. Also, ACW was one of those those promotions where you can go and be yourself, you know. So there was really no pressure, even if you were a champion. So like it shows when people don't have pressure on them that they're having fun and they're able to do what they went there to do. Like, it was great. It was one big family. I wish Jaron Childs would bring it back. It was amazing. Yeah. Quick side note. What did you think of uh, her uh, Sue Young's pregnancy reveal? Oh, I knew she was pregnant before anyone else did. Well, uh, <laughs> but I, I, how did you do What did you think of the way it was presented on uh, television? I thought it was awesome. Yes. When she yeah. told me about it, I popped. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's so great. 
<laughs> I'm all, this is the greatest thing ever. So it was awesome. I loved it. I loved it. And she looks gorgeous. Like, I, I absolutely love it. And I love this for her and Swan. Like, ah, uh, the greatest thing ever. Like, I'm so happy for both of them that they get to not only continue doing what they love, and I'm so happy and proud of Impact that they knew she didn't want to quit. They knew she wanted to continue, you know, wrestling, even as a mom. And it's, it's great. And they fully embraced it. And they were like, we're going to write it into the storyline. And you don't have to wrestle, but you can be part of Impact still. And it's, it's, it's freaking awesome. Like, you know what? Here, here, Impact, like, a hundred shout out to impact wrestling and their writers and producers for being taking the higher road and saying, no, we're not going to write you off. And no, we're not going to say you're taking a leave. We're going to give you a storyline. That's going to make it work. Like that's awesome. I have never seen a promotion like do that. Like that's great. For sure. Yeah. I think that's, that's totally, yeah, it's totally out the box. I, I think WWE couldn't do it because of the shareholders. I don't think they would because they're too tied into the stock. I mean, one thing I always say, WWE is more stockholder wrestling than mm-hmm. for the fans. And it's good for the impact to, you know, think out the box like that, even though they don't they don't get a lot of credit, but that's good that they... No, I think this was like one of the biggest things that people should all be talking about. This is great because AEW had that shot to do it with Brandy, right? And I think they wrote her in like one or two things, but Impact went full gung-ho with this pregnancy reveal. Of course, they had to wait till she was quite a bit bigger, you know, to do it, but they like, it's pretty awesome. Oh, absolutely. And I I do think... uh... Impact Wrestling, you know, they still have that stigma of the TNA days. But, yeah. you know, they still, there's some really solid storytelling and wrestling on there. I still think that they yeah. have one of the the better uh, female wrestlers out there still to this day. Next, uh, I mean, NXT. You know, well, now Tony Storm is, uh, she's on Raw, so hopefully no, this gets better. She released. Or, he was released. Tony Storm was released? Yeah, yeah she asked for her release uh, uh, last week. Oh, she asked for her release because I bet you AEW bought him out. One or the other, but yes, yeah, so now, yes, you're right. Impact has probably one of the best women's rosters out there, for sure. Um, I mean, AEW picked up Ruby, so they got one. Uh, well, I mean, they have a few really good girls there, and I wish they would use them better, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for sure, Impact does, does. And for the longest time overall, we could say that Impact had the best, overall, had the best women's wrestlers on there. And I think right now with all the new girls they have signed on, and I think they just did, is Jamie Senegal signed on there? Because, man... For them to have her on there too is like, it's first off a hats off to 
Daphne, right? Which was on there for a while. And secondly, I mean, she's a transgender woman. Um, that, that would be great. And I understand AEW did have the very first transgender woman signed. Right. Um, but like Jamie, you know, to have Jamie also on impact would be great. It's just breaking barriers, breaking down boundaries and stuff. Um, and I think Jamie's great. They just signed Lady Frost. Yeah. Lady Frost's amazing. I told her when I first met her, I was like, you're awesome. And she would send me videos of her doing like backflips and stuff like that. She's like, I did my first backflip. I'm a girl. You don't gotta, you don't gotta prove anything to me. You're amazing. <laughs> like on your own. And I love your whole gimmick. I love your character. Like I love the whole snow thing. Oh, it's great. And you know, it, she's just great. Like I, I love her. Uh, Scooter, you have a question. Yes. Don't forget the Burger King question. Oh, Burger King, your face, James. I'm a feminist. I prefer Dairy Queen. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The fans bring the weapons match against the Sociedad Bariqua. Yeah. What was the weirdest weapon used during that match for people who haven't seen it? The weirdest? Probably the Barbie car. Yes! And the Barbies? Probably that. So let me tell you guys something with that. We wanted to let the fans bring light tubes, but the venue did not allow light tubes or glass. So we had to get rid of all the glass that fans brought and it sucked, but we have to, we are bounded by what the venue allows us to do. I mean, how do you, how do you get into that match wrestling? Uh, you get really depressed and, um, you show up at a show that lets you do whatever you want and you and your opponent just go balls to the wall and happen to find light tubes behind the building and use it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. My first death match, my very first death match, I was Masada's tag partner and his only female tag partner at a place called VIPX. And he taught me how to skewer somebody. Ooh. And so I did. I skewered somebody. He gave him his finisher. Boom. Winners. Uh, that was also when I... Yeah. Yep. And then he was like, promise me you'll never do death matches. And I was like, fine. And then he saw me again and had a match against Ludark. And he was like, nah, Christy, she crucified you. I'm all, yep. <laughs> so it was great. It was really, really good. And like you mentioned, light tubes. Is there something you won't do in a in a death match, or something you did do that you said never again? Um, I won't do a gusset plate. I won't do fire, and I and that's about it. All right, and uh. You did have, you did record a video where you went into I believe it was a Lowe's for death match yeah. supplies. Yes. 
Can you tell us about that uh, video and how it came about? Uh, that was for ACW. Anarchy Championship Wrestling in Austin, Texas. That's why I told you guys to go watch those yes. videos. They're great. They're freaking great. So I went there. I won. I'm the first woman to ever hold that hardcore championship title. And I won it. Um, I believe. No, that was the second match. That's how I lost it. Uh, Jeff threw me off the balcony through like boards that we found like hidden behind the stage or something like that. And he set it up and he literally threw me off the stage. Mm -hmm. Like he threw me off the balcony. Wow. So yeah, that was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Kaliko, oh. uh, you have a question. One thing I always ask is, because I feel like nowadays it's, you don't really need to be in a major company to to be over. And I think that, especially as women, because I always felt like back in the day, women had to kind of get that exposure, that TV exposure. I, but today I think it's the most deaf, talented uh, women's generation in spades in decades and and the one thing that i love about you guys is even though everybody's in their separate companies it feels more like a, a sorority a true sorority with you guys that everybody wants to see each other succeed and i just want you to elaborate on the comfort in feeling that everyone's supporting each other and it's not as cutthroat as it is it, as, as back in the day you're kidding right No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a joke. I'll tell you that right now. Some of the biggest women in wrestling have tried to get me blackballed, have tried to get me canceled um, still to this day. But I'm glad that the picture that everyone paints or tries to paint definitely works. So it's it's the entertainment business, honey. And it's like this with men and women. It's everyone wants that spot. There are very few women in wrestling that are not catty and are not malicious and will not undercut you for that spot. Or if they feel like you're going to take their spot, will undercut you. It's, it's entertainment. It's still that way. It's just a little less publicized. Hmm. You want to mention a name or should we go on to the next question i'm sure that's the thing it doesn't matter how many names i mention um you know they're all protected i got you um now you did some motion capturing for a video game correct? yeah for um virtual basement yeah, can you tell us about how that came about? <laughs> I was Twitch streaming with Martin Casals, Marty the Moth, and he was like, and we were playing games. And then um, this guy, I remember seeing a bunch of people advertised for Virtual Basement. 
And they were like, hey, I just got signed to this. I just got signed to this. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so fun to be in a video game. And then Martin goes, we were playing a game. Um, oh, I think we were playing um, Phantasmo. I don't know if you guys have heard that. But we were playing that on Twitch. And he was like, oh, Christy, you should be in this video game. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, that video game that um, they've signed wrestlers to. And I was like, yeah, cool. Um, so I hit up Virtual Basement and I didn't hear anything back. And then a couple months later, I get a message from Virtual Basement. They're like, hey, we'd really, I saw you on AEW. I saw you on Dynamite and I want you to be in this game. And I was like, I'd love to. And then um, they flew me out. And they hooked up all these little things to me. It was really weird because, like, the transmitters would fall off when I do my moonsault. <laughs> it just it couldn't handle the jumping. <laughs> um, and he was telling me when they did facades, they were like, oh, man, it did not like facades movements at all. They wouldn't stay on him, you know, because he does a lot of rope stuff. And he's like, we had to duct tape it. So they did. They had to duct tape the little transmitters onto me. But it was a lot of fun. Um, the, the creator for the video game is amazing. His whole team is amazing. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of work. It was very tiresome, but it was a lot of fun. This this is for the wrestling code, correct? Yes. But so, Virtual Basement, they are the ones that are writing the wrestling code. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're okay. the, the publishers. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Scooter, you have a question. Yes. Hmm. All right, let, let's get on something a little more serious. It's something we ask uh, a, a lot of our guests. Now, you've wrestled both men and women, and of course, that's commonly referred to as intergender wrestling. Do you feel that pro wrestling, or rather independent wrestling, is evolving more towards an all-inclusive environment where gender won't matter as long as you can perform in the ring, no men's or women's division, just a roster of wrestlers? Or should intergender wrestler keep its mythos as a special attraction that defies the established norms? And does it have too much drawing potential if a match between a man and a woman is promoted as such? So I think that any type of intergender wrestling will be an attraction. And it will get a lot of hype behind just because um, no matter how much we try to get rid of pronouns or gender, it's not feasible. It is biologically not feasible. And it's a lot of people say, well, it is because time will change. There is science. And behind that science, science stands true. So gender will always be there, no matter what. And you will always have people 
that believe and think one way opposed to the other. And I know people can get offended by it all they want, but that is reality. Um, you can choose to accept it or not, but it is what it is. Um, I think wrestling is definitely starting to change as far as, you know, women are only good for a side attraction, right? And I think intergender wrestling will always be called intergender wrestling. Um, but I don't think it'll be used as an attraction. I just think they will call it that uh, to just specify that it's two different people, two, not different, but two different sexes wrestling each other, right? Because even when people call themselves pronouns, they say, I identify as my pronouns are he, she, you know, or are she, you know, she, her, yep. whatever. They, they classify them already in themselves into a gender. That's why intergender, the word will always be used because people, when they say their pronouns, they still identify themselves with certain types of genders. So it doesn't matter. I think that word will always be used. However, I don't think that it's going to be as a big deal in the future as it is now or was in the past, you know? Does that make sense or no? Yeah, yes. yeah okay. that, that makes sense. And that's like, and honestly, that's that's not only my feeling on it, but I think that's the most political way to say it, but it is also my feelings on it. Like, you know, I think people like identify themselves in a gender role when they say whatever their I think the word is now that people are saying is use your pronouns whatever they identify their pronouns are they are technically scientifically identifying their gender what they choose their genders to be right so intergender gender just means the different types of genders or I guess the different types of pronouns and so I believe intergender the word will always be around and it will always be intergender so a perfect example would be jamie's my friend she knows i love her um she is transgender okay she is a woman um but if jamie were to wrestle i don't know uh let's let's pick let's pick a name if jamie were to wrestle mjf it would be called intergender because jamie is a woman and mjf is a man jamie's pronoun is a her she and mjf's pronoun is a he him or god for him because that's I, I believe that's what he feels like he is and that would or king 
King MJF, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like they have identified their genders. They've already called themselves their pronouns and that is a gender. So that would be considered an intergender match. You know, if me and Jamie were in a match together, they would not call that intergender because it would be two women wrestling against each other. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whether you want to accept it or not, that 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 is real. That that is it. You know. No. That's a great explanation, though. That is a great soliloquy explanation. Of I I have been part of the LGBTQ plus 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 whatever else they decide to add on to that community for a very long time. Um, since I've moved to America. So I used to choreograph drag shows when I was younger. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very eclectic background, but yeah, I, I definitely am proud of the breakthrough the LGBTQ plus community has made not only in wrestling outside of wrestling. And I'm very proud of the breakthroughs and the gate, the, breakaways that women have also made in wrestling and outside of wrestling but you know we're talking about wrestling so both of them have definitely come a very long way in wrestling absolutely and i uh, i think it's time for the colossal question Rico. all right before we before i get to that i want to know how to what's well, similar to abuela in Portuguese. Vá. 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 Or vá-vá. Vá-vá. V-O-V-O, baby. That's what I'm seeing. I, I swear to God, she's Rosetta Stone over here. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> jealous that she can speak like 50 languages and I'm sitting here. Yeah. I think there's an apostrophe in between the V-O-V-O, but, you know. And the grandpa is vovo, and there's little hats on top of the O's. Oh, yes, of course. The, the, oh, my goodness, the hats. The little hats. <laughs> the peaks, the twin peaks, baby. Oh, man, those things piss me off when I try to text it. Cause <laughs> but that's a whole different, whole different right. story. All right, so here is the question. Yes. You become the greatest women's wrestler of all time. So great that they want to make a movie about you starring Gal Gadot. Godot. Godot, Gadot. No, it's Godot. Godot, bidet. Bidet, bidet. You knew what I meant. But every movie has a soundtrack. Yeah. The five songs that best encompasses your wrestling career to this point are, and this is an international version, so if you pick anything by Jorge Bim, I will not be jealous. But <laughs> so I can use other country music too? Any oh, God, like- yes. Any song, international, it have to be. Trust me, we've gotten hip-hop, we've gotten metal, ska, so yeah, 
Only it's one endless. song or I get a pick five? Five. Five. You got five. Oh, man, this is going to be hard, but easy. So I think my – the one where I fall and I crush and I start building myself back up is going to be Rise. Right. By and it's a it's a you guys don't know what it is. Well, maybe you guys do know. Uh, do you guys play Tomb Raider? Uh, yes. All right. Well, the song on there is Rise. It's called Rise. You guys can look it up. That would be that'll be like when I I'm maybe sitting in a jail cell and people are telling me I'm going to become nothing. That'll be the song I sing. Um. That's yeah. Cool. And then the song that'll wrap up my credits will be by Preta Gil, Saw U Amor. Um, I actually play it a lot That's on cheap. my stories on Instagram. Um, then probably the beginning song is, dang it, hold on, I gotta, I gotta think. Um, Probably Take your time. Journey. Probably Journey. The uh, band Journey or the song Journey? No, the band Don't journey. Stop Believing Journey? Yeah. Or no. That song? No. Faithfully? No. Uh, I think it is Don't Stop. Uh, yeah, Don't Stop Believing. That's great. Yeah. There's three. Hold on. I'm thinking. There's man, what's on my list right now? Um You can go look through your list if you like. I do. I'm gonna look through my list. I have some pretty good songs, you guys. <laughs> Probably songs that'll blow your guys' mind and you'll be like, what? No. That wasn't <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, First time we had a sample of a song. <laughs> oh, sorry, that wasn't it. Uh, what, what would it be? I don't know. Uh, oh, people are making food. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Five? Mm, definitely... I would have to throw in Iron Maiden. There's a few songs from Iron Maiden, but I don't know which one exactly. Sorry, I'm a weird person. Um, and then a Smashing Pumpkins song. Um, man, that's more than five, huh? Oh. No, you got five right there, but Iron Maiden and... That's uh, five. Yeah, it's probably a Smashing Pumpkins song. It would definitely, like... 1979? What? 1979, something that plays no, over... No, it would uh... probably... No, it would be... Can you hear that? Yes. Okay. I know Coleco is on the. You'll know it here in a minute. Hold on. 
That's not pulling with butterfly wings. Ready? No, it's not. You'll know it in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, it's called Zero. Mm -hmm. And most people mistaken this song for 1979. So just so you know, which is funny because uh, Smashing Pumpkins actually just posted a meme and it's a car veering towards 1979, which he has, the, they have the song 1979, and people start quoting Zero. And I fell, and it's funny because like Billy posted something underneath it, and I felt like, like he commented on somebody because she was like, oh, the girl wrote, oh, I was about to say, want to go for a ride. You know, she's like, oh, no, she said, oh, miss the perfect opportunity to to say want to go for a ride. And everyone's like, oh, I love 1979. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, y'all, yes, 1979 does have this lyric of like headlights in my rearview mirror. But want to go for a ride is zero. I'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. Um, it That's a story for a different night, though. Like, we're almost here on two hours, and I literally got to go eat. Uh, <laughs> but, but, like, that's, it was just ironic when I saw that. I was like, that is, like, my favorite song, and you all are misquoting 1979. Don't. Um, and then, um, yeah, so Bullets Through Butterfly Wings is the one that goes, the world is a vampire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sent to drain. Secret Destroyer. Okay, anyways, I am a huge Mashing Pumpkins fan. Uh, just so you guys know, I'll tell you the story real quick, super quick, So I got to tell Billy at the NWA, and he loved it. Um, it literally goes like this. I was 13 years old. I got, I won backstage passes, Smashing Pumpkin, and Pearl Jam concert tickets from K-Bear, 101 The Bear. And the night before, I decided to go out to a party, snuck out my window, and as I'm sneaking in through my window, my mother's sitting on my bedroom, on my bed. And guess who did not go watch Smashing Pumpkins because of it? Ooh. Me. Yes. And I always thought that Billy was very innovative. He was ahead of his time. He always had females in his band. I was blown away by it. So I always knew I wanted to collaborate with him. And I have told Billy Corgan this story. And he was like, I love that. And I fell into wrestling and I love wrestling and I never in a hundred years thought I was going to collaborate in wrestling with Billy. So, you know, he brought me out for empower and then he brought me back for the tapings. And I can only hope that I get a contract with them or they at least bring me in regularly. It was a dream come true, but yes, that was the only time I harassed them was to tell them this story. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyways, now you guys know my story. Anyways, we're going on like an hour and 45 minutes here. <laughs> no, only an hour, uh, only an hour 30, but uh, we could uh, start to wrap it up if you need to go. Oh, yes, I do. I have to go. All right. Uh, before we get into the final segment, uh, what is a match people should go out of their way to see that best shows off what uh, you're all about? 
Um, you should go watch Kurt Stallion and Christy Jane's at Anarchy Championship Wrestling. All right. And now it is time for that segment once again. We are wrestling with the eight questions of Doom. No actual Doom to be inquired. This is our speed round, our bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready? Yes. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Ric Flair. Worst wrestler of all time. I don't know any. Scooter? The default answer is Eva Marie. No. Mm. No, because wrestling is all about entertainment. Professional wrestling is about entertainment. And every time that woman has stepped in the ring, you have all been entertained. Whether it was for the good or the bad, you were all entertained. Your main event in WrestleMania for the Women's Championship, who is your opponent? Chris Jericho. Nice. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be? Chris Jericho. Which one? The one he has now. Judas. Judas. This one. This This is the best Chris Jericho version of Chris Jericho. I believe this Jericho is the ultimate goat of Chris Jericho because this Chris Jericho can transform into any of the Chris Jerichos. <laughs> and that is what makes it so great. Finish the sentence. Kayfabe is dead. We, all, we also would have accepted is quite good on toast. Mm, or a joke. Squash. Fruit or vegetable. It's a vegetable because it has seeds. Uh, right? It's a fruit. <laughs> it's a fruit because it has seeds. Okay, wait. I know, I know one of those. It's right. But you got the seeds part right. But it, the seeds <laughs> are in fruits. Technically, yeah. okay, it's it a fruit. It's, 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 it's still a vegetable, fruit. damn it. No one, puts, no one puts that shit in a fruit salad. So whatever. That's not the classification for fruit. <laughs> but uh, you are now in good graces with Coleco Yachts, a part of Squash Squad. That means a whole lot more. Yeah, because no one's going, I can't wait to go eat squash. I love squash. See, butternut squash is the jam, and I make the best butternut squash soup Ooh. ever. It's so good. In Brazil, we have all sorts of stews and dishes we do with squash. See, which makes my point because you can't make apple soup. Thank you. I mean, you can make apple soup. You technically, in butternut squash soup, you have to use two red apples and three green apples. Oh, snap, Coleco. I'm a great cook, honey. Ooh. Best dish. Your go to dish. Fijuada. New Japan wrestler Tai Chi, his ringo gets smaller every year, revealing more of himself to the world. My question, what is the appropriate trunks to butt cheek ratio for ringo? There is none. You can wrestle naked for all I care. And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation 
with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? No, not about Darby Allen, but I have had a, a weird, weird conversation about Jerry Lynn Ooh. in a bathroom of a TJ Maxx. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting to say the it least. A, a story we need to hear. That is yeah. what we. <laughs> it might have been a Marshalls. I'm not sure. All right. Well, uh, that will conclude this interview. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us. Thank you guys for having me on. Once again, can you tell us where we can find you on social media? You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter. I don't use my Facebook, so don't worry about that. Or Twitch. It's Christy Jane, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-J-A-Y-N-E-S. All, all across the board. And, of course, all of those links will be in the description of the video below, both on YouTube and CastBox. You've been listening to her for an hour and a half by a damn short. Um, if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, both on YouTube and CastBox. Follow the show on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Wrestling with E. Uh, you can follow us... Um, all individually as well. I'm at JamesJane993. Where can they find Calico? Trying to learn curse words in Portuguese at I am Calico. And where can they find Scooter? They can find me in their bedroom closet or they can find me on Twitter at ScooterDust and of course the remix, the only live streaming alternate commentary podcast on the web today. We come at you next time. The Royal Rumble, James and I. And, of course, find me on Twitch as part of the Smoking Dragons clan along, along with Rico Constantino Jr. and so many others. Every side has 20 stories. Come be a part of ours. Twitch.tv backslash Smoking Dragons. Now, uh, Christy, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment. Okay. For our special guest, Christy James, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James Shea, and this has been Wrestling With Entertainment. Hey guys, this is Brutal Bob Evans from Hangs With Bob Seminars and TheWrestleLife.com, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.